Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Beau Bartlett, and you're listening to The Art House. Art House Radio, coming to you from WCUG in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. From across the tracks, at 9th and Broadway, from the Carpenters Building, at Columbus State University. We can also be heard on OM Radio 96.3 in Charleston, South Carolina. Thanks for joining us this morning on the radio. We have a beautiful show for you this morning. We have a cool Christmas. Christmas music. It's not really Christmassy Christmas music, but there's a combination of Christmas songs and sort of just cool jazz and, and good music. So I hope you'll enjoy it. Show Irakawa and I putting the show on for you this morning. The purpose of art is to wake us up. And the purpose of Art House Radio is to wake us up gently. So let's wake up, y'all. The word of the day today is Advent. Advent. It means the arrival of a notable person or thing or event. The arrival of a notable person or thing or event. It's also known as the season leading up to Christmas. Advent. Quote of the day today comes from Ruth Carter Stapleton. That's Jimmy Carter's sister, Ruth Carter Stapleton. Christmas is most truly Christmas when we celebrate it by giving the light of love to those who need it most. Christmas is most truly Christmas when we celebrate it by giving the light of love to those who need it most. Ruth Carter Stapleton We're going to start right in with the music this morning. I hope everybody's having a nice, calm morning in this Advent season as we lead up to Christmas. Hope you've got your Christmas shopping done and everything taken care of, the decorations up, and everybody's starting to make their plans of where they're going to be and what they're going to be doing. So hope hope you're calm in this season, starting off with a really beautiful jazz piece by Harold Budd called The Avenue. Harold Budd.
Though the gift be small and simple If the wish is wide Just a simple gift of giving Makes you warm inside Though the thought is ever fleeting If a thought at all Remember all the mighty big things Started out as small So if you've a gift worth giving Let it be your smile Let it be a kindly word That makes a stranger stop a while Let it be a simple gift then If the wish is wide Just a simple gift of giving Makes you warm inside So if you've a gift worth giving Let it be your smile Let it be a kindly word That makes the stranger stop a while Let it be a simple gift then If the wish is wide Just a simple gift of giving Makes you warm inside
someday soon we all will be together if the fates Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So have yourself a merry little Christmas night.
That was Duke Pearson with Silent Night. What a cool rendition of Silent Night by Duke Pearson. You're listening to The Art House, Art House Radio, coming to you from 88.5 WCUG in Columbus, Georgia, and Arm Radio, 96.3 in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm Bo Bartlett, your host, and thanks for being with us this morning on the radio. When my kids were young, my sons, I often told them bedtime stories. They usually wouldn't get through the story. They would fall asleep to the sound of my voice about halfway through. But one of my favorite stories was told around the Advent season, leading up to the holidays. This is the story of a little tree. It goes something like this. I am a little tree. I'm a little Douglas fir, an evergreen. I live in a row of trees, a row of other trees, much like me, my mother, my father, my brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles. We live on a valley rim in a nice neighborhood filled with trees, rows of trees, trees after trees as far as the eye can see. We live in a diverse neighborhood. We are Douglas fir, but in the next row over, there are blue spruce, and in the other direction, white pines. Spruce and fir and pines and cedars all growing together happily growing together. One morning, one morning, as I awaken, a sunny, chilly morning, I hear the sound of a whirr, a distant whirring sound. It's a little unsettling. I've never heard this sound before. My mother and father are instantly upset. I can tell by the way they move in the breeze. Then I see the next row over. As far as I can see, I see the tops of trees starting to disappear and fall, and the whirring gets louder and louder. And then I see a human being, a man, a tall man, I can't see his face. I can only see the lower part of his body. I see part of a red and white checked lumberjack shirt and boots and a big machine he's holding that's whirring, some sort of saw that's spinning. And he's cutting, and he's cutting down my relatives, my aunt and uncle, by the ankles, and they're falling over. He gets closer and closer and louder and louder and he cuts down my relatives one by one. I hear my father fall. I watch my mother get cut down. My brothers and sisters 
The man is picking them up off the ground and throwing them into the back of a big truck. Two or three men help him. They stack the trees. They stack all my relatives on top of one another. And then he comes toward me. He starts and looks down. He starts to cut and then he turns away and starts to walk away. And I, I start yelling, Mama! Mama! She doesn't respond. None of my relatives respond. The man stops and turns around and walks over to me with his whirring saw. And everything goes black. He must have cut me down too. I'm in the black. But I hear a wind, I hear a whirring. And I start to awake and I see some light. I see some light and I feel bouncing and I hear the sounds of whirring. And then I poke my little head up among all the other, all the other trees, all of the other trees that seem to be unconscious or semi-conscious or half alive or half dead. And I poke my little head up and my, the wind is in my face, and I'm on top of a truck bumping down a highway, and I can see the landscape on either side of the truck, and cars are whirring past. And we're all going somewhere. We're going somewhere down the road, down the road toward a city. Toward a city. I see buildings in the distance. Never seen buildings before. Heard stories. I've heard so many stories at night. And now... We're going to where there are more and more cars and more and more people. After a time, we arrive at a lot, a big empty lot, with lights strung above it and some, some fencing. And they start to throw the trees out of the back of the truck onto the ground, throwing the trees, throwing my relatives, my aunt and uncle. Boom, boom, they're falling. Finally, I get thrown out too, and they stack us, they lean us up against fencing, and we're there, and I slowly start to hear some of my relatives start to come back to a kind of second life, a kind of life without their roots, life with no feet, just, just standing against a fence, and they all start to wonder where they are and what's going on and how they'd all heard stories of this kind of thing before. In the days that followed, it wasn't that bad, really. My aunt and uncle got taken off, taken away by a nice-looking family, a man and a woman, and a couple of children. They seemed very happy. My aunt and uncle didn't seem unhappy. They were going somewhere. And they seemed to be making people happy. And I was just the smallest tree on the lot. I was the littlest tree. 
and I just watched it all. I watched it unfold all week long. All week long as people came and picked out different trees. Different relatives of mine. My brother and sister went. My father went. It was just me and my mom and a few others later in the week. I nestled up close to my mom. One morning, a week or so after, we'd been cut down. A family came. They were looking around the lot. A father with a jacket on, a smoking jacket, and a mother with her hair up on top of her head, and a little girl, a little girl with dark eyes and dark hair and skin. And she walked around looking at the trees and touching the branches. The father would pick the branch a little and pinch it and, and sort of pinch the trees. And some of them weren't doing that well. We'd been without our roots for a week and my mom was getting very thirsty. The family came over to my mom and looked at her and held her up by the top of her hair and stood her up on her feet, on her ankles the best they could. And I, and I watched and, and they all got happy and they said, yes, yes, this one will do. And they took my mother away and I started crying out, mom, mom, mom. And at that moment, the little girl in the family turned and looked at me and she walked closer. She walked closer over to me and leaned down. I was tiny and leaning at an awkward angle against the fence without my mother there. And the little girl touched my branches. She touched me. And she turned to her parents and said, I want this one. And they said, no, no, it's way too small. We want this one. We're taking this one home for the living room. And she said, but I want this little tree. The mother walked over and looked down at her. Well, we already have a tree, darling. But I want this one. I stood myself up as strong and tall as I could. Tried to look as handsome as I could look. The mother looked down at her daughter and said, Okay, dear. And they picked me up. And they took me with my mom. They wrapped a little netting around us, put us on top of a station wagon car, and drove us home. Home. A lovely little house in a lovely little neighborhood in Midtown. A little mid-century house. A sweet little house. My mom got stood up in the living room. They put water around her base and she drank it up so fast. She was so thirsty. She was so relieved. And I, I got stuck in a little vase off to the side. The little girl who adored me, the little girl who adored me, put a present or two around my base. They strung my mother in lights, bright lights, beautiful lights. She'd never looked better. Ornaments, glass and ceramic and wood, beautiful ornaments adorned her. She looked great. She was ready to party. 
I sat off to the side, with two little ornaments stuck on me. Ornaments with the little girl's name engraved on them. Fine little silver ornaments that said Susie, with a date, some numbers underneath. Everything changes. Everything always changes. Nothing stays the same. There's always loss and rebirth. We never know. We never know what's going to happen next. There's all these changes that take place. All these things happen. And next thing you know, you're in a different place, doing a different thing. And it's okay. It seems all okay. We just shine. We shine bright. And the people are happy. We stand tall. We shine. And the people sing. They sing around us. They sing songs. Songs of joy. Joy and peace. And that seems good. And we don't know what's next. We'll never know what's next. We don't understand composting. We don't understand decomposition and decay and fertilizer. And we don't understand the cycles of life. But we know that every phase is wondrous. Everything, everywhere, happening, all the time. Everybody's always everywhere. And there's celebration and wonder. And it's all a part of it. And we're a part of it. Hallelujah. It's true that all the men you knew were dealers who said they were through with dealing every time you gave them shelter. I know that kind of man. It's hard to hold the hand of anyone who's 
reaching for the sky just to surrender. Who is reaching for the sky just to surrender. And then sweeping up the jokers that he left behind, you find he did not leave you very much, not even laughter. Like any dealer, he was watching for the card that is so high and wild, he'll never need to deal another. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. And then leaning on your windowsill, he'll say one day you caused his will to weaken with your love and warmth and shelter. And then taking from his wallet an old schedule of trains, he'll say, I told you when I came I was a stranger. But now another stranger seems to want you to ignore his dreams as though they were the burden of some other. Oh, you've seen that man before, his golden arm dispatching cards, but now it's rusted from the elbow to the finger. And he wants to trade the game he plays for shelter. Yes, he wants to trade the game he knows for shelter. You hate to watch another tired man lay down his hand like he was giving up the holy game of poker. And while he talks his dreams to sleep, you notice there's a highway that is curling up like smoke above his shoulder. It's curling just like smoke above his shoulder. You tell him to come in, sit down, but something makes you turn around. The door is open, you can't close your shelter. You try the handle of the road, it opens. Do not be afraid, it's you, my love, you who are the stranger. It is you, my love, you who are the stranger. Well, I've been waiting, I was sure we'd meet between the trains we're waiting for. I think it's time to board another. Please understand, I never had a secret chart to get me to the heart of this or any other matter. Well, he talks like this, you don't know what he's after. When he speaks like this, you don't know what he's after. Let's meet tomorrow if you choose upon the shore Beneath the bridge that they are building on some endless river Then he leaves the platform for the sleeping car that's warm You realize he's only advertising one more shelter And it comes to you, he never was a stranger And you say, okay, the bridge or someplace later and then sweeping up the jokers that he left behind, you find he did not leave you very much, not even laughter. Like any dealer, he was watching for the card that is so high and wild, he'll never need to deal another. He was just some Joseph looking for a manger. 
He was just some Joseph looking for a manger And leaning on your windowsill He'll say one day you caused his will To weaken with your love and warmth and shelter And then taking from his wallet An old schedule of trains He'll say I told you when I came I was a stranger I told you when I came I was a stranger I told you when I came I was a stranger
had nothing to say on Christmas Day when you threw all your clothes in the snow when you burnt your hair and you knocked over chairs I just tried to stay out of your way when you fell asleep with blood on your teeth I just got in my car and drove away Listen to me butterfly You know there's only so much wine That you can drink in one life But it would never be Save you from the bottom of your glass State highway starts. I stop my car. I get out to stare up at the stars. And as meteors died and shot across the sky, just thought about your sad, shining eyes. But when I went back for my clothes, when the sun finally rose Oh, and you were still passed out on the floor Listen to me, butterfly No, you know there's only so much wine That you can't drink in one life But it will never enough to save you from the bottom of your Falling in Manhattan 
Guest inside. 
And just like that, we've come to the end of another Art House, Art House Radio, coming to you from WCUG in Columbus, Georgia. Also heard on Arm Radio in Charleston, South Carolina. I love that. Snow, snow, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> snow Falling in Manhattan by Purple Mountains. What a beautiful way to end the show. Let's go back to the beginning. We heard Jake X. Fussell for our intro music with Frolic. And then we heard Harold Budd, The Avenue. I love that Harold Budd. And then Rod McEwen. Boy, when I was in high school, when I was growing up, I was a teenager, Rod McEwen albums were the thing. They really were. You don't hear about it anymore. It's all gone. It's a thing of the past. But boy, there was a time when Rod McEwen was the epitome of cool. Simple gifts, Rod McEwen. Then we heard Judy Garland with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Then Leif Shire's I'll Be Home for Christmas. And then Duke Pearson with his jazz version of Silent Night. During the story, we heard Sam Brady Long with Silent Night. And then we heard a rendition of Oh Christmas Tree by the Carolee Singers. Leonard Cohen with Stranger Song. I always think about that movie. What was that movie? McCabe and Mrs. Miller. That's right, an Altman, Robert Altman film, where Warren Beatty's walking around, Julie Christie's inside, and he's out in the snow. The Stranger Song is playing. Boy, that's just, that, that's the strangest song, and what a, what a strong memory I have of the holiday season, thinking about Warren Beatty rambling on about women in pain, money in pain. Hmm, good stuff. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Then we heard Cabo Bay by Jalte Ross. And then Eltro with Avoiding Christmas Tragedies. Eltro was a band in the 90s in Philadelphia. Some friends in that band. and They were a good band. Miss them. Avoiding Christmas Tragedies. Green Wine by Andrew Bird. And then Snow is Falling in Manhattan by Purple Mountains. Behind us here, Pup Shalom by Him for Her. My friends, Him for Her. Thanks for letting us use your music as our outro music. I want to thank Columbus State University for letting us be on the radio. I want to thank Shoei Rakawa, producer and engineer extraordinaire. Well, I hope you guys will get out and see some art this weekend. Hope you'll get out and see some art. If you're home for the holidays, go to your local art galleries or local art museums. See some art. Then get in and make some art. Express yourself. Tell your story. We have but one life. So, hey, let's live it, and let's make this world a more interesting and better place. Thanks for listening this week, right here on The Art House. Thanks for listening. So glad you could join us. See you right back here next week. Love and light, y'all. <laughs>